Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's out of the frying pan and into the fire this time around, quite literally with how the well is going here. So let's feel the heat on another episode of That Time I Started a Podcast to Read Trash Manga with my friends. And actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't, aka The Trash Manga Friends Podcast, episode 61, Campfire Cooking in Another World with My Absurd Trash Manga. Today's episode sponsored by Pizza Butt. You know what this shy new butt would get him laughing, Christ. So basic. <laughs> this is the show where three people discuss two volumes of one trash manga. Flambane, what's good, what's bad, and what's rotten. I am your forever host, Sean and Ramsey, joined by Michaela Lawson and Heston Blumenfeld. How are you both? Oh, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm hot shit. <laughs> Uh, in more ways I mean, than one. Why do you have some rotten there, Sean? I what I'm could I be it, referencing? That would be a uh, Gordon Ramsay quote right there. It, I would, it assume. would be. It's rotten. It's fucking it. rotten. Uh, no. I, I do not watch Kitchen Nightmares. I'm guessing you are frankly missing out. Uh, Shit's debatable. gold. Debatable. I haven't no. watched it in like a decade plus, but I know that because it's the famous quote. Uh, oh, it's, no, the it's... famous one. It's it's fucking raw. <laughs> well, that's from Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> that's Hell's Kitchen. Or where's the lamb sauce? That's also Hell's Kitchen. Also Hell's Kitchen. I mean, that yeah. just sounds like a normal quote. And of course, the classic <laughs> idiot yes, sandwich the, moment. Idiot sandwich. Yes. The meme. Yes, that is also Hell's Kitchen. Uh, but, see, I didn't really know that. I only knew of that one recently, Idiot Sandwich, that that was actually House Kitchen. I just well, thought that was a It's a thing. meme. <laughs> oh, no, I would get, I'm aware it's a meme. I'm just, I didn't know it was You didn't realise that was actually there. what he yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. I just thought that was a funny internet quote, not something that actually happened in a Gordon yeah. Ramsay kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, the numbers 69 and 420. They're just funny internet numbers. They have no meaning whatsoever. I uh, to be I know why sixty nine's a thing. I don't know why four twenty became the the weed uh, number but. because uh, there was proposition four twenty or something to make weed illegal in certain parts of America. Uh, make weed legal in certain parts of America. So that became that makes more sense. Yeah. So it became four twenty. Blaze it! Ah, funny internet numbers with no meaning. Ah oh, man. Well, speaking of no meaning, this show. How? how I... <laughs> Speaking of no meaning, this manga. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I know, scathing for this show. I, know. I mean, I tell you what, Mike, do you want to start on an uplifting note? I'll go on then. Okay, because since the last episode, uh, the solo leveling anime has been announced. It sure has, and I'm pretty excited Yay. about it. When's it airing, Phil? I haven't actually watched the trailer yet, I must say. Next year. It's 2023 sometime, yeah. I don't okay. think they went any more specific than that from what I remember. So, almost certainly full. I had one. Uh, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a friend who I told about that. They also hadn't seen the trailer or the announcement. And they said, like, are you, are you serious? You can't. I think we're done if you're fucking with me. Because <laughs> they are really <laughs> into a solo leveling. So, like, no, no, it's it's real. <laughs> Send the thing. And they're like, oh my God. It's like, damn, I didn't realize. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, they were really into it. That's the thing. I was doing some research on something else, and then I like, saw an article in the side comments of being like, "Why solo leveling will never get an anime," and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, you poor silly boy! <laughs> oh, this has aged I mean, poorly." <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I think it was one of those things where when Tower of God once Tower of God animated, happened, it was yeah. kind of like everyone was just like, "Cool!" So when solo level, solo leveling getting animated then because at yeah, the time that was the, the webtoon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, makes sense. 
I, I, I don't know if it's the webtoon. I think Laura Olympus still reigns supreme at the top, but uh, no, yeah, at, at, at the time that I think solo leveling was the most popular worldwide. I'm pretty sure me. it's Laura Olympus, but either way, it doesn't matter. Either way, you get to you get to enjoy that, and also more panty and stocking, which I am. Um, Happy that it's coming back, but a little worried because Trigger aren't as good as Yil Gynax. So yeah, uh, so I, I I watched a few episodes of the original run of that series. This is just like another season of it, right? It's not like a remake or anything. I mean, how how would you remake it? I it's all know. it's all like episodic. In fact, it's episodes within episodic. So it, it was supposed to be like styled like a Western cartoon, wasn't? It's very much like a Western cartoon to the point of the ending, which is like meant to parody all the dumb season two cliffhangers you get in the West. And some people were like, oh, man, so season two is definitely happening. I'm like, I, I think you've missed the joke. <laughs> but that was like 10 years ago or something like a long 2010. time ago, right? 2010. Yeah. <laughs> long fucking time ago. Like, damn, that's I mean, <laughs> they took a while to pay off that joke, didn't they? <laughs> I think it's I haven't looked into it. I think it's because Gynax are selling off a lot of their rights and stuff now. Because you obviously saw FLCL went with some another studio a few years back. So mm-hmm. I assume Trigger were just scooped up the rights. I'm like, yeah, let's do more. And I think you'll find it's pronounced Foodie Cooley. Oh, my bad. Sorry. You're one of those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not one of those, but I do like stirring the pot. <laughs> you can call it whatever. <laughs> to be fair, that's a mango and what we might do on the show at some point, because yeah, I've maybe. read it, and it is bizarre. It's a bit weird, yeah. Just like the show. <laughs> yes. But, anyway, enough talking. That's the, that's the fun portion done, Mike. Now we have to go back to the idiot sandwich, if you so eloquently put it. Yeah. So, are we ready to bring all of our energy on this boiling hot day to discuss this time's manga? If you can't handle the heat, get out of the podcast. I'm ready. Oh, boy. Phil, that's not your cue to leave. So... <laughs> Can I, though? This is this is one of your favourites, so not really. So, this time around, we have been doing Food Wars, a.k.a. Shokugeki no Soma. This is a shonen manga that ran from November 2012 to August 2019. 36 volumes in total. Written by Yuto Sukuda, who has done nothing else of no. Art by Shun Seiki, who um, famously has done a whole bunch of hentai before drawing this. They also had Yuki Morisaki on, who was a chef consultant for the series. This was licensed by Viz. Uh, You can buy all 36 volumes right now on your wherever you want to do it, digital or physical. There is indeed an anime, a five-season anime in total, running for 86 episodes, plus uh, I think five OVAs done by JC staff. But uh, hilariously, it's split across everything. You can watch seasons one and two on High Dive. You can watch season two on Netflix. And seasons three to five are on Crunchyroll. There are also two light novel spin-offs. Uh, there's a three-volume series called A La Carte. There's a one-volume Fratelli Aldini. An eight-volume spin-off manga, Letroel. I pronounced that wrong two video games one on mobile and one on 3ds they did some one piece crossover chapters called shokugeki no sanji and lifetime sales of food doors surpassed 20 million units this was a shonen jump success story for sure but what was it all about tell me tell me phil food wars i i'm lost what what could those be tell us about tell us about this manga okay before he does this food wars it's definitely a epic battle between the people who say that hot dogs are and aren't a sandwich 
Oh my god, Mike, way to give the plot away. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoilers, god. Well, what is it about, then? Not that, fucking no. enough. I could have sworn I'd get it right. <laughs> it is about the titular Yukihira... Yukihira? Yes, sorry. Uh, he's he's the one character who doesn't have tits, what are you on about? Who doesn't? Oh, right. No, there's another <laughs> one that doesn't. But there okay. is at yeah. least one other that, yes. somewhat prominent male character. But yeah, anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, the titular Yukihira Soma, who dreams of one day being a better chef than his dad and running their family restaurant, only to come home one day and basically be told by his dad, I'm going fuck off to school and become a better chef. So he does. That That is our manga. I'd, sure. Award right there. But the thing you didn't point out was right. how this thing has absolutely no chill. <laughs> None whatsoever. Oh no, this is this is a hundred this is a hundred and ten percent all the time. Constantly, sure? yes. No one sure. gives less than a hundred percent. Like a hundred percent is too little yes. for this manga. It's it just is, constantly it is constantly, Oof. repeatedly, all or nothing scenarios without any real rest. It's like if you don't do this, your shop closes. If you don't do this, you're expelled. If you don't do this, your livelihood's fucked. It's like okay. You can this start I become inured to this after a minute. You can you can chill. Just <laughs> Yeah. It eventually becomes a bit nonsensical. I mean speaking of nonsense. <laughs> speaking of nonsensical. I think I've written that word in my nose like three or four times. <laughs> so we read two volumes for this show for this show. We do. Did you guys read the one shot before this? The chapter no. zero. Chapter yes. zero one shot. Yeah. So you read it and you didn't, Sean. I mean, uh, I didn't okay. because it'll just be chapter one, but less good. Well, that's the thing. Not quite. Not quite. It's. It makes no fucking sense at all. It is a constant string of nonsensical garbage with some food in there. Like, it just jumps from point to point to point. I won't talk about it too much, but that really does set the tone I, for the rest of this thing, I the, feel. The only, the only thing that the one-shot did that the main series doesn't, from what I remember, is it talks about uh, Erina, her back, air quote, backstory. Yeah, it's, it's real stupid. Like, the whole thing is real stupid, and I won't dwell on it, but it has such things in it, like... I am the queen of this school, but I also am a student. That makes me the principal. Like, wait, what? <laughs> it was just. I, I, don't, I don't remember it saying that. But... <laughs> it was something to that effect. And I, I probably didn't get it right, to be fair, because it was just so fucking weird. And it wasn't translated very well in the version She's, I read it She well, is so. the daughter slash granddaughter of the principal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. bit. It's just very, very she weird. Is. And it essentially condenses. Mm, volume one into a one shot, and I know it's I... it's it's not okay. It's not fair to it's not fair to judge a series based on the one shot because the one shot's like the pilot episode. Yeah, and... that's kind of why I didn't read because I if it had been a prelude like we've done with some series, I would have read it. But like seeing that it was literally just called one shot, I'm like, okay, so this is yeah, as you said, the pilot, the test run yeah. that got it approved for an actual series. But I can absolutely see how that turned into 300 odd chapters of this. <laughs> because fucking hell, the thing is off the wall. 
And it pretty much starts out the gate like that in volume one as well. Yeah, I mean, literally, the first chapter is people trying to buy out their shop for land development or some such. So it's literally like, oh, if I, if I couldn't cook you a meal, we'd shut down the shop because that's the manly way. And so they wreck his fridge. And are like, <laughs> yeah, they come into his shop in the middle of the night and fucking just upend the place. Like, what the fuck? And then, <laughs> is... and then while it's not even open, she walks in and is like, I demand a steak. Or else your shit's shut. <laughs> and then he's like, no, but all of the meat is ruined. Okay, I'm going to use this bacon that I bought for breakfast. <laughs> no, that's not a real steak. Like, well, oh, fuck. Okay. There is a recurring theme in this. And it happens consistently without, throughout there volume are one many. There are many. If, if I'm giving you a compliment, it, it knows its themes and it, uh, <laughs> it sticks to them. <laughs> the most consistent theme is, this kid is a great chef. I believe that. And someone comes up to him and says, you ain't no good chef. And he says, I'll show you. And then cooks them something. They eat it and orgasm. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's uh, the entire manga over and over. Yes. I, as I said, like, like yeah, art, art by a porno artist. I, I, yeah, that makes sense. That really does. <laughs> like, I know we've, we've covered fan service manga before. But, and we probably will again in the future, but God, this seems especially pointless. Like, in the middle of scenes, they just bite something, and then all of a sudden, completely naked, minus the 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 uh, precariously hidden parts, and just being, like, taken to ecstasy because of this one bite of food. It's very, very, very silly. The thing, it's... I'm not sure where I feel that, weirdly, when I was surprised how I I was a bit more okay with it than I was expecting to be going into this because we've read like fan service things before. We mentioned you are double eight going to writing, and those become mm. very much defined by the fan service. I don't think this is defined by it. It's just a weird fit. Like a, I hate to use the phrase "cherry on top" because it's like <laughs> that makes it sound like it's sweeter than it actually is. But uh, it's like a weird garnish this thing has of like, oh, they've ate food. Time for the orgasms. But it's not defined by that. It's just a thing that happens. It happens a I, lot, though. I oh, God, the, yeah. But... I think the big difference between, say, this and We Are 008 is We Are 008, you had, like, constant fan service. That, that's mm. the thing. This isn't, like, I wouldn't put this as, like, an etchy series. Like, it's not defined by fan service. Fan service is just there. Well, it's just, I'd say for this, what tends to happen is you have, like, a page, like, a page spread, or maybe a double page spread depending how fancy the feeling i guess where it's Wait like on how many people fans... are being brought to orgasm sure <laughs> it was like here you go here is the fan service and the rest of the chapter is just normal yeah and the other thing i would say on it as well like there's more there's a lot more girls being shown in the orgasm pose but, sure is. but there are guys you do there have several times where you have guys in you, you get your male fan yeah. service in you do so that also like brings it up a grade in my mind. Like I still, no, I'm still never going to be like the one who stands fan service. But uh, at least with this one, it doesn't a take over the series and b they'll draw guys orgasm too. I mean, the every single guy you see in this is jacked as fuck as well. So true. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just saying, there's plenty of eye candy for everyone, regardless of your proclivities. <laughs> 
And I mean, hey, if you want food porn, <laughs> I get, yeah, I mean, it's it's anime or manga food. It always looks ridiculously delicious. That's just a thing. This is this right? yeah, like uh, this artist is very good. To be fair, I think the art of this series is pretty good across the board. But goddamn, yeah, really. he can draw food. <laughs> Would you? Yeah. That's a good thing for this. Like, it, I feel say, like that's a required that's skill. the central concept of the series, yes. Like, imagine if the exact same story, but every single bowl of food was just like a random pile of nonsensical mush. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's the best food ever. Just Is it? Mashed potato. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'd probably still watch it. I'd probably still read it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just, uh, I agree. Yes, obviously, you'd have to be drawing the food right for a series that has food in the title. But even yeah. then, I think it is like praiseworthy. I am, no, I am no, not taking fair. anything away from the artist. That's fair. But God, the main thing, as you say, the main thing is not the fan service. It is very prevalent, but it's not the main thing. The main thing is weirdly, it's mechanical bloat. <laughs> But for food. Yeah, it, like, Jesus Christ. I, I read these twice, and I must admit, both times, I just started glazing over when they started. And it's all, I can believe it's all, like, real, considering Oh, I believe so, yeah. That. It's just, like, when they started talking about, oh, the angle of the fire, and, oh, I did this French cookie, I'm just glazing over, like, this is nice, but I don't. Stop. I read this <laughs> thing in record time, because there was pages and pages of just, this is how you cook this thing. And it's like, I'm sure it's accurate, but fuck, man, I don't care. Because <laughs> the other weird thing was, because at one point when I was doing my first reading, I was like, this is, I mean, I guess it's neat, but why would you not just stick this in like an omake or like, or like a bit on the volume releases to be like, here's how you cook this meal. But they do that as well. So <laughs> they give you an actual recipe in the uh, taco They do. So you can, that's, ah, it's like, that's great. I'm happy it's there. So therefore you don't, need it in the chapter at least to the level of detail it goes into also it's a bit weird when you think about like you couldn't really do that with any other topic like if this was a medical drama manga you couldn't really do how to do a surgery in the a market at the um, end you know i mean oh well, uh, right i was going to say like yeah you absolutely <laughs> could just have the guy narrating like oh my god and then he's inserting a tube here and making an incision dead. Oh, that's a, that's a really... Genius. And it's like, yeah, no shit, that's how you make that, you do that surgery or whatever. Oh, that, there's actually a really old one about exactly that, now that I think about it. Uh, I want to say it's Blackjack, I think it's what it's called. That's like that, that ancient. Is ancient series, oh, bloody hell, right, you're going that, back. Yes. Yeah, that thing's fucking ancient, but yeah, no, I, now that I think about it, that is actually a thing. It's not comedy, but it's a thing. And so I don't know if that's specifically Doctors, but yes, that is a series. It's it's a very serious series, that one. Very serious. Like that's by the same guy who did Monster and all that, isn't it? I think. Mm, yeah. I wanna say that's Urasawa. But yeah, it's back from the era of time when I actually read in manga and wrote anime. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, What, man. the nineteen nineties? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Nineteen nineties and early two thousands, yeah. Oh, early two thousands is when I read stuff and therefore I was reading all the stuff from the nineties. Now you realise why I'm a terrible addition to this show. <laughs> no, no, Mike. I, I need to, I needed someone to back me up on Food Wars, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> and already it's going well. <laughs> I don't understand the logic. Oh, no, actually, no. I'll take that back immediately. I perfectly understand. Oh, the I logic understand all the logic of yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, like that was absolutely the wrong way to phrase that. Immediately take that one back because the logic is this guy really wants to talk about food. And he really likes to talk about food, but he knows nobody will give a shit if he just writes a cookbook. 
So what's he, what's he going to do? Titties. And some abs, but mostly titties. See, I don't know. I wonder who approached who in this partnership of being <laughs> like, did the poor artist, because he can draw food as well. Did he go, I just need someone who can write, or did the writer go, I really want to like, do food. Uh, this porno my, artist. My understanding is the uh, chef was only on as like, so he sort of came up with the recipes. He didn't necessarily do the writing as such. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying, like, did the writer or the artist yeah, approach it, each other? It's why I made the, uh, it made it analogous to a medical drama, because they have the same thing where they have, like, doctors on the writing staff. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I get the logic behind doing it, but, man, it is exhausting to read just because of how hard it goes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it does also help it stand out for a lot of traditional battle manga in Jump. Jump always loves, if it can, to try and get non-traditional battle manga, like Bakuman, for example, where it's not just I'm fighting you with insert weapon here, or insert magical power here. So, I can see why this did well. I can see, especially considering the anime titty, that, uh, how it yes. <laughs> coasted to many million sales, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it is definitely it's exhausting to read. When you're going through and they're like, oh no, this panel's got like five speech bubbles and they're all going to be about how they made the food. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and like, nobody shuts the fuck up in this as well. <laughs> like, there's never any time to just let the art be. There's always yeah. someone chatting about something, whether it's cooking or not. It's just noise. Like, when you're reading a manga, you read these things, like you hear it in your head while you're reading it, you know? And then it's yeah. like, oh, shut up. <laughs> Like, I was aware of Food Wars coming into this as the as the Shonen Jump guy and as the guy who's watched a lot of anime from the past decade. I didn't realise, having never read the manga version, I didn't realise text bloat was going to be a thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, just don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Guys, come on. Allow me to, like, breathe between these things. You get a chance to breathe, Mike. It's when, it's when they're orgasming. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that should not be your breathing time. <laughs> The climax, as it were, should not be the time when you're most relaxed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It, yeah. The actual food in at play here, it does look really good, and I fully believe it's accurate. But man, they don't need to talk about it so much. I mean, I know I it's what it's about, but... God strong damn. disagree. Well, the main you, problem... You need to talk about it. No, I you agree. Need you need to talk, to talk about it, just not to the extent it does. <laughs> Which is fair, it, it, there is a lot of text going on in places. Because my main oh. issue is that they talk about it so much, it completely suffocates out a story in this. Like, you don't get a story, you get plot points, you get story beats. That's all you get for story. The story, really, like, like it's just set up a couple of, like, long-running things of like he wants to surpass his father and he wants to become part of the elite turn which is also stupid but and mentioned like once <laughs> uh they they, they, they come up a bunch of times time. they yeah, come okay. up throughout volume two but okay. um either way like those are the two kind of long beats uh, but otherwise it is literally just and now you're in this all or nothing scenario okay we resolve that and now you're in this one okay and now this one and literally, volume two ends with a chapter being like, and now you're going to a camp, which is a never-ending all-or-nothing scenario. <laughs> like, chill which out. Is, I mean, that's... I get it. If you're going to do that, I guess that's fine. But you also get the thing of, like, you know this guy is going to win every food fight. 
right? You know he's going to win every scenario that he's ever put in because they've just set him up to be just so goddamn amazing at being a chef and being cooking and what it's, have it's you. It's even more frustrating than that, though, Mike, because he wins every encounter he's in, but then this series immediately undercuts every victory he has. <laughs> yeah, every it's time. Like, I did it. I've saved the shop. His dad literally rocks up and goes, oh, I'm shutting it. I'm fucking off for a few years. Mm-hmm. And or like, yes, I made it into this this top line, top line uh, cooking academy. No, you didn't get in because I hate you. Like, oh, but he's actually in, though. In the very but then immediately. Chapter. Yeah. But then like, oh, no, what? but you're in <laughs> what? I oh. the, the double undercut. Truly it's impressive. exhausting. <laughs> but yeah, it makes it move quite quickly. <laughs> It keeps the pace up. That's one thing. It doesn't have a problem with pacing. It's just that pace is lightning fast the whole time. I was going to say, the, the overall pace is fine. The the moment-to-moment pace as I say, can get dragged down because of all the food spiel. But uh, the overall pacing, yeah. it like A lot happens in these two volumes. I wouldn't say a lot happens. I'd say a lot of movement takes place, but I wouldn't say a lot of actually happens. Because like, what really does happen? You've got the, the, the initial part of like him working his restaurant, and then the blackmail essentially that happens there and him overcoming that then you've got the so that's chapter one but then that's what i'm saying like there's not a whole lot of like actual plot involved in this because after that he just essentially goes straight to school so he gets he, he gets enrolled which is the end of the volume one plot arc and then volume two is like he starts to learn about the elite 10 gets gets his camp gets accepted into the dorming. dorm yeah <laughs> yeah like i wouldn't say that dorm part of it is really all that plot relevant? Probably. I, I feel having the place to live is kind of relevant to someone's. No, it. it's relevant to be mentioned, sure, but <laughs> they linger on that point. Like they are, it's it like they really realized don't. they were moving their story too fast, and they just like, yeah, we're gonna spend some time here. It, it was a chapter, Mike. It's it's more than one chapter. Than but one. I don't I don't think it really lingers not. per se either. It it really is more than one, but yeah, it doesn't linger there. Because they do the same thing all over the place. Like at the beginning of every single one of these mini arcs, let's call them. At the beginning of every single one of them, it's no, you can't cook. I don't believe you. Yes, I can. Okay, cook with this random restriction. Okay. Oh my god, you're the best cook ever, but I hate you. That's yeah, every, I've got every I've got two one. that's the thing. I have two issues with that. First of all, so a lot of it seems to be like, oh man, this is a kid from the boonies. He's not from the boonies, but Look, he's yeah, not from the elite high society. Yeah, the he doesn't is... own a restaurant chain, and it's like, okay, but this this came out in 2012. I'm pretty sure most chefs are aware that street cooking is is a thing that exists. The point and is, people are good a, at it's it. It's a lot of elitism. So he comes from just like your generic restaurant, any old restaurant anyone could go to. Whereas everyone else is, they're, they're high society chefs. and They're the, the five like, Michelin star, yeah. I, I get that, dollars but... a plate type deal. So like, like, oh, street why, cooking why are we with the, the rabble, the peasant? Oh no, I, I agree with you, Sean. Like, also, he, he had, if he's the, o- as we learn, the only passer of the, uh, basically the only guy who's admitted who didn't come from the middle school of this place. Surely that would also sell for some alarm bells of, oh okay, he's not shit. Yeah, but, especially no. after the person doing the admissions who we haven't talked about really is she's she like shoots him down because of some personal shit i guess because she doesn't like him exactly and then afterwards the principal overrules her because he takes a bite of the food the guy made 
Like that that seems like a much bigger deal than just being some yeah. random rabble. Well, it presumably it's also done most... because why wouldn't she just bring him into her cult? Yeah. 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 So yeah. The the <laughs> comments I would make there are presumably most students don't necessarily know who did the test or who approved his admission. So sure. they're not going to be like, oh my god, he, he passed this test set by Erina. Or like, oh, he was allowed in by the principal. And they'd just be like, oh, he is a guy who passed. And but then, if the standards are the, that the high, guy then... who passed. Sure, sure, not yeah, a guy, don't get the it wrong. Guy, yeah. That's fine. But the point is, there's a difference between saying one person passed when presumably this is already quite a hard thing to achieve by well, the sound of it. Because the way this is set up, is there is a, a an audition essentially where people who want to join the school at the high school level they've got to come in and please the judge and the judge happens to be this I don't really know how to describe her like she's the granddaughter of the principal but she's also like yes. the most top elite chef in the world she, ever she has the yeah. most refined palate yes <laughs> yeah it's 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 kind of stupid and like this is so daunting a task so daunting that everyone else fucking cries and runs away. They say, they say, you've got one minute to leave if you want to. And they're like, oh, I'm fucking taking that out. It's like, what? <laughs> the idea is that if she vetoed you, it would be career ruining. I think it's it was, so all, was it also implied like, if she failed you, that's it. You're never getting in kind of thing. So the thinking was, well, if we at least run away, we can try again next year, hopefully with a... I never, I never necessarily got that part, but I, I did I'm, get the idea of if she said no, bye bye career. Well, yeah. And, that and for that, because they're all part of like elite families as well, that would probably be bye bye family. I, so. I don't even see why it was it'd be career ending. Like I feel just because you're turned down by one place, even if it is the best place, it's more. It ties into the whole. So the whole point of the elite ten, of which she is part of, I think she's of number course. ten. She's number ten. Yes. Yeah, the, zero the idea of that yeah. is not just that they're the best chefs because they're not technically the best chefs. It's more that they have the most influence on the world of cooking. So she, through yeah. her semi-mafia family, they describe it as a food mafia. Yeah. So her family controls like a lot of the supply, a lot of the promotion, distribution, all that. So they could just freeze you out, basically. Of the I think industry. even less specific to her family, she herself is quite renowned in the culinary world. As a result yes. of her talent. Yeah, as a result of her insane palate, which, uh, because this thing always goes 110%, she'll literally be like, oh, no, you should have cooked this for two seconds longer. Like, all right, chill out. That's not yeah, gonna... Like, and this is the person doing admissions to their school, and why would you want that? <laughs> why would you want to be, like, rejecting 95% of the world cooking talent? <laughs> That's not the way to run a business because you're just giving, like, yeah, this person's, you got the 100% good people, but all the 99% people, they're, they, they're going to get told to fuck off and they're still going to be just as good effectively. Like, what's the point of this? You're just feeding the competition at that point. It's just stupid. So well, stupid. Yes, no, nothing in this manga necessarily makes sense when you start thinking about it. <laughs> it is very much a live in the moment series. Yeah, I mean, the manga really doesn't want you to think about any of it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you can apply that to pretty much a lot of prestigious schools and universities around the world at the moment. Why do they reject most of the people they reject? Okay, so I actually can 
I have an argument for this because I also thought right. about this. And your standard one is like Harvard Law School, right? The people sure. who are like at the top of the pile in their in their field, and they reject most of the people. The thing is, yeah. they will always accept enough people to fill a classroom, like to fill a class yeah. every year. This place doesn't do that. This place is like, bear please in, me or you're out. Bear in mind bear that, in mind. that most of them are coming from the middle school, oh, so good, they've already yeah. got X number from middle school. I, I don't, and I think it's more. To be fair, I think it is more just the case of Erida was like, I don't want to be here, so let's just get rid of everyone because they yeah. literally go, here are the exam criteria, and she's like, ah, fuck that, make me something with an egg. Yeah, it's uh, she's clearly gone off script, so to speak, which makes it even more irresponsible that she'd be in charge of this. To be she runs fair, it, Mike. That's yeah, the I issue. I don't, I don't remember if it goes into this in what we read, but essentially the elite ten effectively run the school. They have sure. carte blanche to do whatever they want. They can just. I like, yesterday. I don't yeah, think that's ever explicitly stated, but you can definitely infer it, especially because you can see she has like a principal esque office that she does her yeah. stuff from. So. But it's well, fine. In fact, you you also kind of see it a bit in volume two because she's like, oh yeah, we're going to knock down this building and build something new. And it's like, but why? And it's like, fuck you, that's why. I want to do it. My, my curriculum's too small and you've not done anything in a few years, so bye-bye. Yes. I mean, sure, I guess. But yeah, to, to, to loop us back, my other issue, and this also ties into a little bit towards Erin as well. So Erin, one of Erin's things is that she's worked with, like, helped the palettes or done taste testing for all of the world's leaders or some such. Basically, she's been prominent in that scene up until a year ago. And the thing we learned about our deadbeat dad, Mr. Yukihara, I don't know his first hero, sorry, Yukihara, don't know his first name, is that he's a very good chef. Like, he served at some of the best restaurants in the world. So how the shit does no one recognize the surname? It's not a overly unique surname. I can actually answer this. Okay. It's not in the two volumes we've read. Got it. Yeah, of course. But, as much. but um, basically, it's because he doesn't go by his surname. I want to say he goes by his given name. But it would be on his application, so I would have assured, at the very least, Erida would have gone, "Oh shit, Yukihira, I know that." No, but. In the culinary world, he's not known by his family. He is only known by his given name. He is a single-named person, effect. But so on no his application, his... it would be there, I guess. Is my no, on... Oh, you mean it would have his dad's name? Oh, it would have like when you apply in like when you apply for an academy, you're going to have you're not just going to put, "Hey, it's Steve." Full stop. Uh, uh, like, so, so is, is well, that I, I can't comment like, on that I, because I don't I can know understand the... like 99% of the student body wouldn't know his surname necessarily unless he's going around saying it, but I would have thought Erin would have seen that. You'd have thought Erin would see, oh, this is his father's name. I recognize that name. Yeah. Like, it would uh, be like if I, was, if I was doing admissions at a chef's school and someone had the surname of Ramsey, I'd probably double take. Well, no, because as I say, he's... His dad isn't known as Ramsey. He's known as Gordon, effectively. So if someone just comes to the but no, because we see people in like that first chapter, or whenever it is when he's fucked off to America, they're like, "Oh my god, I need to have Yukihira's cooking." So they clearly refer to him by his surname. Uh, let's say this. 
All I know is so it's just weird. It's just weird that it doesn't come up that because he's clearly the son of a famous chef. It just seems it, weird to me. That I, know, I will yeah. say it definitely does come up later on. See, that's not Good. even the problem with that particular thing for me. The thing oh, is, on, his dad essentially tells his son in no uncertain terms: if you can't get into this school, you may as well give up, and you're a failure. Uh, it, he doesn't even mince his word. He pretty much says exactly that. Oh, and he's so, an asshole, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But if he's actually a famous chef who can live up to that standard, why would he not, like, give his son, like, a, a like a ways into this place? Why would he not, like, use his name to get this guy in, at least? Or at least get him an interview kind of thing, you know? To be fair, I think that's a case of there's no guarantee like that. Like, he did get an interview. He did get him. He did do that for him. And we saw with other famous people who were far more famous had the same chance and ran yeah, away from Aaron. Effectively, he got him the interview, interview. I suppose, the way yeah. he it. It's just a thing that you get with parents in well, real life as well, actually. But especially in manga like this, where they're like, live up to my standard, but I'm not going to help you do that. It's like, I started from nothing. Like, yeah, they're not starting from nothing. Fucking help them, dick. I mean, he doesn't even give him money, so you know. No, he does give him <laughs> money once in a while. Well, he I, says he will if he fails. He says school. he will once in a while send him living expenses. Yep. The problem is that once down in a while his only... is once. Yeah. Because he, he shuts down his only means of making money, which is also weird because you think, like, all right, this kid's clearly good at this and wants to do it. Why not just let the kid run this restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it seems like the easiest solution here. Why the require that he goes to this? If he runs the restaurant, he can't go to the pool point. I mean, sure, but at that point, does he even need to? I mean, if he wants to become the greatest chef that ever was, Mike. But why would? But but why? Why would you want that when you have everything you want? I do. I do get the idea from his father's perspective. Like he wants to become a better because he can't at the moment outcook his dad. So I get that if he really wants to become, although he says he wants to do the shop and being an asshole by just disregarding what he wants. He also does understand that going to this school will make him that next level of chef that he wants to be. You also said a thing there, which was he can't outcook his dad. And while I do believe you when you say that, I mean, I they believe... do say he's lost 489 times in a row. So um... yeah, no, yeah. no, I believe that. <laughs> like from what they say, I believe it, but I don't believe it's because he, the dad is that much better than this kid. I do believe it's because the kid is forcibly made worse. You know, like this, because the dad has to be held up as like this, this amazing paragon of of cooking, and but like the kid already is that. Like this kid is already really, really good. It's the point where he can do like active chemistry on food while he's uh, while he's cooking. I think and... it's more meant to be like the difference between like say a five star and a six star, like that nonsensical six star scale. Like his dad is just that that good. It just annoys me that the manga tries to take so much time to say how this guy is an underdog when he's clearly not. Oh, I agree Absolutely with that. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's annoying. Why do you keep putting him in situations where he's definitely going to lose when he's definitely never going to lose? Ugh, tiresome. Is what I, agree it with is. That. I mean, that ties into the all or nothing attitude. Like, when you go so relentlessly on all or nothing, it becomes like it's a thing in wrestling where if you. It, sometimes the outcomes become very predictable because you've just hammered home like, oh, no way. There's no way this guy's going. John Cena can't possibly win this time. It's like he's going to... I've seen the last <laughs> 10 matches. He's going to win. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, and there's so much of this manga is just that. So much of it is just... He's going to lose! He's never going to lose. I, I can believe he'll lose. lose at some point, but yeah, not, not, I certainly not at this stage. <laughs> if he loses, it'll be utter bullshit. Like, they're, they're going to have to introduce something... Oh, well, they're already setting up the other bullshit when he, like, drew with that member of the Elite Ten, and they're like, no, it wasn't your specialty. You weren't going all out. It definitely wasn't that he's better. No. <laughs> it's that any time this guy loses, it has to be... They've set it up in such a way that it has to be complete BS. They have to... There's something has to be pulled where he couldn't possibly lose. No, that... This is the reason he lost. It couldn't just be that someone's better than him. And I don't think the writer of this really knows how to write a cooking manga where someone is just slightly better than someone else. Like, it really does feel like a, you're either amazing at cooking or you're shit. And I feel they like it's more they struggle with, scale. with shonen as a fundamental thing. Like, because some of the writing is good, but then, yeah, it just... It does see it feel like it's not their first series, but it does feel have that kind of vibe of like they're still trying to figure it all out and they're going a bit too excitedly and ham fistedly at times. It's like if they're afraid if they ever slow down, then the people lose interest. And I mean, that is how Shonen Jump works. <laughs> Maybe that's true. Yeah, <laughs> at least at the start, like if you don't if you don't hit like 10k volume sales on volume one, you're probably cut. If you're not doing well in the viewer polls, you might be cut. Uh, certainly at the start, you have to go hard to not die. Yeah. I, mean, I don't really have a problem with them going hard at the start to like, sort of set the tone, as it were. So, yeah. This thing never slows down. It just keeps going. It sets going. the tone. <laughs> the tone is smash the accelerator. Oh, it's exhausting. So exhausting. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. You were going to say? I was going to say, it, it does start to slow down from this point. Sort of, as you say, like it's got to go as hard as it does at the start because, as you say, Shonen Jump series got to make sure it's catching all the attention, it's selling those volumes and whatnot. But then, as we go into this training camp, the training camp probably spans a few volumes from what I remember. I'm not going to try and remember how long that takes. But... So he spends the first two volumes getting into and surviving in this school, and then they're like, and we're done with school now. Not well, no, this exactly. Is it's, yeah, sure. it, the training camp is set up by the school. It's essentially to give them experience at cooking in a particular environment, in a particular way or whatever. I already know the argument you're going to say, but this is yet another example of a high school where nobody learns math. Oh, man, that's exactly where I was going. I was gonna <laughs> say, this is a high school, and I can appreciate it's a cooking-focused high school. Yeah, That's like fine. A... But the one lesson we've said, the guy walks into the class, writes a recipe on the board and says, cook it, if it's shit, you fail. The end. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I get it. There's no I, teaching. <laughs> I get that there's different types of cooking. Like you could have a class for French cooking, Japanese cooking, Italian cooking, easily, right? You could even break those classes down to different disciplines. But it's like, this is just a guy walks into a class and says, cook this. All right. <laughs> like, why am, I, why am I presumably paying for this school? <laughs> I guess the one thing I would say there. Yeah. Oh, man, is there a maths chapter in volume three? Uh, I I'm not going to even play I, to I would, remember <laughs> most of this series. Sean, there, there, there might be something to that effect at some point. I I don't remember. 
Like at least uh, do a um, chemistry class. That's uh, cooking. <laughs> what, no, what, what I was going to say is the idea of like first class being his recipe cook it. I don't think that's that outrageous because the the idea of it it's very much a you get an A or you fail kind of thing. And to yeah. be clear, it was fail not drop out. I guess it was get an E, but we were also paired yeah. with a character who they would have been like, if you get an E, you're fired. You will be oh, expelled. Yes. Yeah, Megami. Yeah, but yeah. um, the the idea of having that sort of things of first class doesn't seem that outrageous to me because it can be a way of figuring out everyone's skill levels where people are. Kind of, I get that. Like just like, judging where everyone yeah. is, but like hinging your entire academic career on judging your skill level is a bit it's a bit much well i was gonna say also like it's fair enough yes judging skill level absolutely but um it's a bit hard to do that when the sliding scale is a or e sure like, yeah, I'm, I'm not defending that particular aspect of it but the the idea of just walking in being like here's a recipe cook it for me with no further instruction that seems perfectly reasonable to me well the implication is that every class is kind of like that I mean, hard to say because we don't see any other classes. So you do not see a math class. No, I mean, you don't but, even see okay. any other cooking classes at this point. So no, no, also true. From what I can understand, he went to one class, picked a fight with someone, and then went camping. No, he didn't pick a fight with anyone in the class. That what happened there is he, no, he gave a fight with the fucking school. He gave an acceptance <laughs> speech where he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to beat all of you." He did, yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's get along. <laughs> like <laughs> for so I don't remember why because it was a bit weird in random he, when it he happened, gives but... the speech because he's the only one who passed the exam to get in. Okay, everyone else is from middle school, and so they put this kid up on stage and like here do a, he's a valedictorian, Mike. That's why. Uh, sure, sure. The equivalent. So, I don't think it's quite the equivalent, but similar sort of idea, I guess. Yes, and he just starts like cussing out the crowd. <laughs> Like, well, it's, wow, it's way, way to make friends, dick. It basically goes to the idea of, like, this is an elitist school, and he's saying, like, nah, you, you guys, sure, you come from all your big families and whatnot, but you've never worked in an actual restaurant serving actual customers. Which you don't fine. know what it's like. Uh, fine, but why would you get on stage and say that to people? Don't you want to make, like, friends? He doesn't oh, yeah. have a filter, Mike, I think is the issue. Much like... Say he's very... A very rash person. Because we, because we literally see them when he has a discussion with Aaron, and I was like, "No, I trained for three years," and he's like, "Okay, I've cooked in the kitchen for 12. It's just like with much with every industry, you want to make friends. You want to, like, especially the people you go to school with, because like those are connections you can take through to the rest of your life and stuff. He just doesn't give a fuck, which is why I'm saying, like, why would he even want to go to this school? Like, what does he hope to gain from this that he can't just do in his own restaurant? Well, this I, mean, I think that's, kind of the that's point, what he's trying to discover. That, yeah, that's kind of the whole point. He doesn't necessarily want to come to the school at the get-go anyway. The whole point is his dad's like, no, go to the school. It'll be good for you. <laughs> like, he will learn new things. He will make those connections, like you say. Whereas if he just stayed in the restaurant, he would just be a middling chef. It, it's much know. the same way, Mike, in how when we're kids, we don't want to go to school. It's it's all a waste of time. And then you look back on it and you go, well, some of it was worthwhile. I don't know. I just feel like this character, this story is inherently pointless because this character would have been 
much happier just staying in his restaurant. Apart um, from the few times when people come in, in and I think the place. half of Shonen characters <laughs> would be much happier if they weren't magically assaulted by insert Shonen thing. Like sure. You're yeah, probably yeah, right. A, <laughs> a, a lot of characters would be happy if they just had their dreams come true in chapter one. <laughs> it's his dreams already come true. He's already running a restaurant. That's what he wants. <laughs> Apparently, he has to aim higher for some reason. Well, no, he wants to beat his dad. Yes. At which should... point he would be running the restaurant because he would be the better of the two. Oh, it's dumb. <laughs> it's so it's not, dumb. Like, there's not. plenty of dumb things about this part, Manga Mike, but this isn't one of them. Uh, no, I, I think this is dumb. <laughs> it, it's uh... just because this this manga, like it, it throws a lot of dumb at you and asks you not to think about it too much. Sure, I agree with that. <laughs> and because of that, even like the small things seem really stupid when you think about them at all because there's no there's no letting up on the idiocy because apparently in this school if you challenge someone to a cook-off it can have dire ramifications based on the terms you set is right yes yeah it's stupid name but i um... I thought you i thought you called it shop spaghetti i'm like wait (laughs) (laughs) you challenge someone to iron chef yes yes yeah Um, pretty much yes basically (laughs) and they do a cook-off and Someone judges this based on something, I guess. What do you mean someone judges this based Like, they taste the food <laughs> and they judge it, Mike. <laughs> they very specifically say, there are judges, Mike. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, this Why is Why are you getting mad about the most normal sounding thing? That's how Iron <laughs> Chef actually works. <laughs> the most fundamental part of a competition, the judges. <laughs> You know what? I think Wimbledon would be better if there were no umpires or line people. They could just fight the ball back and forth and argue it amongst themselves. Honestly, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Imagine how much more entertaining it would be if they had to argue with each other who got the point. <laughs> just, just. Anyway, apparently you can challenge people to Iron Chef in this yeah. school. Or Shopping Spaghetti, as it's now called. And you can... Put whatever terms on it you want, which is weird. Essentially, you can challenge... They have to agree. It's it's like a gamble of sorts. Like, you're you're betting something. The school enforces these? Like, what? (laughs) That's that's a bit... Why is this surprising you? I'm just saying, that is rife for abuse right there. Because both parties have to agree. Yeah. And it has to also be approved by an independent adjudicator. No, I'm... It's like we did Girls of the Wild and someone gets to pick their first opponent. It's like, no, this is rife for abuse right here. Well, no, because that's match fixing in a tournament. It's a bit different to I wager this and you can go, I want you to wager that. And you go, no, done. This this one just, this one just rubbed me a bit Not even comparable, like just... Uh, no, how, how is it this, is, this is you being nonsensical, Mike. Now you're <laughs> now you've become the. Manga. Oh no, the manga <laughs> has infected me. <laughs> oh, Mike, how could it be abused then? I mean, it's the straight up like grift, right? You can pretend that you are worse at something than you are, and then someone, and you could beat them in this competition and force them to give up something incredible, like getting kicked out of school or whatever. I mean, if you're willing to agree to those terms without knowing. The skills of the person you're going up against, I guess. But that's but the then, thing; they could just. So I'd argue that applies in it. anything, in any yeah, life. Oh, I'm just going like to lie about my skills. Okay. 
Like, yeah, you you could, but it you would could also, only work th- once. There's also, like, the whole idea of how do you know people are actually agreeing to this as well? It's like, yeah, they agreed to it, but were they, like, pressured into agreeing to it and stuff? I mean, I would argue that's more of a core theme of the series, like the whole pressure that the Elite Ten observes. Yeah, that's a bit fucked up as well. It's like they're constantly just putting pressure on everybody to be the best ever. And Sure, but that's the thing the manga's that, that's tackling. The, yeah. That's also the school in general. That is the point. It sure it is. is. Yeah. It is, we only want the best of the best, and if you can't stay the best, then get the fuck out. It's just a bad If you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. Oh. Yeah, basically. It's just a terrible business model. I mean, I mean they, they run the business of this world, Mike, so if that, anything, they do. Won. Like that, that's, they yeah, do. The whole point is they probably got loads of sponsors, get consultancy deals or whatever, you know. Like, they probably got other revenue besides student fees. Sure, but I mean, apparently they can afford it when students get straight up kicked out of school because they lost Iron Chef, so yeah, apparently. I would assume at that point they've already paid. Yeah, you'd hope so. I, I imagine so. I don't really know how that whole process works, to be honest, Mike. All right, I don't know well. if it's a money up front kind of deal. <laughs> Thankfully, they don't spend time focusing on that because God knows I'd hate it. So no, that would, yeah, that, would okay. get, that would get in the way of precious dialogue about food. About how exactly they sautéed the beans. About how if she licks this thermometer, she knows exactly what temperature it is. <laughs> Just weird shit all over the place for this. Weird. I mean, it's, it's shown in Powers Food Edition, so yeah, I guess it was always going to be like instead of here's my bankai, it's like oh my ability is I can t- temperature taste. To an <laughs> this exact is my degree. thing. It's, yeah. it's less here's my. The series as a whole, I will say, is less yeah. about here's here's my Bankai in like here is my specialty cuisine. <laughs> like here here is a guy that is like super great at Italian food. And... Yeah, see this is one of the things where I feel like it does fall flat a little bit because power levels are stupid, right? Ranking systems are stupid. Everyone mm, agrees. Sure, yes. But they serve a purpose, and that purpose is to say unequivocally this person is more powerful than this person you don't really have that with cooking like you can't quantify how much better this bowl of ramen is to this souffle that's that's why you have judges mike but what i'm saying yes you can judge these things but it's like there's no easy way of telling who is better because of that like with that like from the reader's perspective i mean Uh, so there's no like it doesn't feel like anyone is fighting a competition because they're all here doing completely different things it's like comparing like a well, movie to a video game they're completely different no no, no. i mean for it's starters you can quite easily compare a movie to a video game and for secondly by this logic you can't judge anything in manga ever because it's not actually a real thing you're experiencing i mean you're reading it and you're seeing the things that the characters are experiencing. But like, let's say I was reading, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if there's a Yuri on Ice manga, but let's say I was reading Yuri on Ice and they're ice skating, but all I'm seeing is Snil Shapits. So how do I know how well they're doing? Well, how, can I I, say... how can I trust the judges that these characters are saying? Like, you're just, you're, all your thoughts on this, Mike, seem to be just questioning the fundamentals of manga. <laughs> no, no, this one, this one actually does make a bit more sense. Because this one... That's it? So you admit the other ones didn't? <laughs> yes. So... Th- th- <laughs> 
At least with Yuri on ice, I've not. Why am I I'm defending a... this series? What have you <laughs> done? <laughs> Mike's talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> At least with Yuri on ice, I I'm not read it. I'm assuming it's ice skating. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if there's a manga because it was an anime original. But, sure, yeah. okay. But at least for the with sake that, of this conversation. For the sake of this conversation, they are all ice skating. They're all doing ice skating, which is one thing. They're all ice skating. Whereas in this one, yes, they're all cooking, but they're all doing completely different genres of cooking. It's I, like, no, how do you... Fucking... Do... Oh my god, Mike. <laughs> okay, go on. You, I, I don't see how you can be... <laughs> Say one thing for one, then completely different thing. Sure, they're both ice skating. In this, they're both cooking. And then you say, oh, but they could be doing different types of whatever. And it's like, no, because they've both got to stick to themes or ingredients in the cooking. In ice skating, you've presumably got a routine or something, which could be completely different to someone else's routine. Yes, and also there would be and different then, styles of dance. And different styles. And like, yeah, yeah, it comes down to the judges. Stupid. <laughs> I think we've learned who the idiot sandwich here is. <laughs> is it the one called Idiot Sandwich? I am currently called Idiot Sandwich on Discord, yes. Viewers can make their own judgments, or you can't because Michael won't allow it, but um Because <laughs> we're not debating in the same Oxford format, therefore <laughs> not counted. It just feels like everything in this world doesn't equivocate to me personally. And I guess I'm alone in that thought. No, no, because I agree there's a lot of silly stuff in this world. You're just picking the most asinine things. <laughs> You're picking all the things that make sense. <laughs> I don't think Are you the guy in Iron sense. Chef who just stands up and goes, No, I don't, I don't, I, no, I reject no, you, you this. You can't compare his meal to mine. <laughs> <laughs> we use different classes of cooking. Who cares that we have the same ingredients and the same restrictions. <laughs> Did you watch Ready Steady Cook as a kid, Mike, and just get unequivocally mad? <laughs> no, because everyone was shit on that show. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Ready Steady Cook. Ace. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, a great show. Yeah. Ainsley Harriet. The, ye old Iron Chef for Britain. Mm -hmm. yeah. Better than Iron Chef, in my opinion. I, fair. I, admit, I don't think I've Harriet. ever actually sat down and watched uh, like an okay, Iron I, Chef. I've not, but my understanding is, is it's just two like, top-notch chefs. My understanding is it's Ready, Steady, Cook to the nth degree. Not it's that one episode why. of Futurama. Yeah, that you know what? Yeah, that's actually the closest I've seen to an Iron Chef. Yeah. <laughs> my understanding is it's basically you get given a central ingredient yeah, and you've got to make a dish around that. Yeah, which is, funnily enough, the exactly the food, the shokaku gun, I've already got it wrong. Shokugeki. Yes, that we see no, yes I agree, that is. Spaghetti shopping, yeah. But I'm saying Ready Steady Cook is not that, because Ready Steady Cook is your Bring some contestants shit have £10, I think it was. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah, sure. they have and like a budget. And, yeah, yeah they, they have like £10, buy whatever, and then they bring it in, and the chefs have got to go, all right, we've got to make something out of all this random shit you just bought. And then they stay and go like, did you not think to buy eggs? And they're like, oh, <laughs> yes. yeah, that would have helped. Yeah, usually. It's like, why, why did uh, you not buy this like very critical thing? Or you get the people who well, are I like... I bought this great I've... cut of steak. Or you get people who are like, I really wanted you to make lasagna for me, so I bought everything for a lasagna. It's like, <laughs> guess we're making lasagna then. <laughs> 
Uh, Complete, like, off topic, but my favorite episode ever saw of that was uh, one... You can remember episodes? I can. I can definitely remember this because it is great. There is one side. They make something really tragic. Like, it, it goes completely wrong. They, like, burn it. Didn't have the right ingredients. Everything was terrible. And uh, good old Ainsley Harry goes over and he goes to taste it. And props to him. Commits to the bit. He, like, full on, like, fake faints backwards, like, tumbles backwards straight <laughs> as a board. And, like, hits the floor. And he hits the floor hard. And he, like, fucking commitment. I love it. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was bad. I, I miss Ainsley Harriet. He is... Yeah. I mean, he's he still alive. I, yeah, okay, I know he's not dead, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's more just like, he's not one of the current chefs de viewers, as it were. Like, <laughs> he is You see Ramsey, no. you see Oliver, you don't see uh, Harriet. <laughs> you do not. Ugh. So, well, this um, manga is stupid, and that, that watch Ready, Steady, Cook instead. I was about to say that, Mike's exhausted himself, but no, he's still going. So, <laughs> I will well. never die. I will stubbornly defend All my right. stupid points. <laughs> okay. Well, what I tell you what then, Mike. Is, they are. What What do you think of the characters then? Do you think they're stupid, like the support yes. cast outside? Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> there's not a lot of character. Is my main issue because they're always so determined to stick to this weird format of you can't cook. Yes, I can. Orgasm. They're so keen to stick to that that not a lot of character gets to flourish in this. At all, really. Okay, like, yeah, I agree that yes, like in terms of like actual character traits, outside of like their chef stuff, you don't get a lot about the people themselves. You also like it's most characters are down to a hairstyle, like that's how I would tell them apart. Their hair looks like this, therefore it's this character. And in fairness, considering there are like a lot of characters in this that get named, while I couldn't tell you their names for most of them, I could point them out in the lineup. Like, all the characters are pretty unique and individually designed. Like, I don't think I get confused by people who are in the dorm, people who are in uh, Erina's faction, I'll give you the, that. the adults, etc. Like, the only characters I can think of is main character man, because of yep. course. Then there's the person, the, the, the assessment girl. Erina. Yeah. And then there's the... One in that one classroom. Who the one in that one? No, classroom. the one who like if this they fail Megumi. get expelled. Oh, the yeah. Megumi, who for the record does appear then throughout volume oh. two. So that's a good yeah. Start, like I said, like, like these are the only characters I can really like sell on. I suppose there's that one from the near the end of um, volume two. Again, Meat it's because of the hair. Meat no, girl. no, it's the the oh. guy with the hair. The Pompadour. <laughs> oh, Pompadour yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, that's the only reason I can really tell them apart because of that. Otherwise, that, characters, characters themselves are a little that bit That character threw me a little, just because... I wouldn't say they're generic, at least in design-wise. Design, definitely not, but character, yes. Yes, yeah, personality, sure. But uh, uh, to be fair, the Pompadour one threw me, because like, the chapter before, um, Erina defeats uh, the leader of the Dons and the leader of that faction and all that. And uh, Not the Dons, but yes. I'm pretty sure they say it's like he's to do with the Dons and the research the pom- faction. The Pompadour guy is the guy... Before him, that Aaron is cooking against wasn't. They were something else. Fair enough. I could have sworn I saw one panel where they talked about the Dons during that fight. But no, fair enough. That would make sense because I did then stare at the Pompadour guy going, "Where's the, where's the fat sumo wrestler who just lost? Isn't he the one in charge?" Like, yeah, he just sort of fucked off. Well, yeah, he lost. I get he did, why, but like but... <laughs> never to be seen again though. <laughs> just, just gone. Like, oh, that's done. I guess okay. 
Fair enough. That makes a bit more sense because I was gonna, I was also going to be like because they're like oh no and now we're going to renovate this area because I assumed that's what she'd won in the last fight and then they're like no we need to do another food fight but I guess it makes sense if they're actually different. Okay. Man, if these were actual food fights, like people just hucking tomatoes at each other, that would be much worse. Better. Worse. <laughs> be a very different story. It was the Chanko Nabe Research Society. I don't know what that means. It, mean, it'll be that. a type of dish. Oh. I was I was aware that like, the the sumo wrestler was a researcher. I just thought he was also affiliated yeah. with the dons, but well, re- not. Re- research society is just their name for clubs at school. I see. Yes. It is because yeah, the, we, the we don... have a club set for this particular dish or cuisine or cooking style or whatever. And the, the dons or the don r's or something. Don r s research society. Right. Okay. Oh, that's what that. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's that makes more sense. Dumb, yeah, that's a fucking dumb shorthand. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That uh, makes you could more put sense. that down to the fan. Oh, I entirely put that down to the fan translation. Don't get me wrong. I'm not blaming the writer for that. But yeah, that I was... honestly, until just now, thought they were called Donars as well. Literally, the <laughs> the other thing that drove me mad that I had to look up and I was like, oh, right, stupid fan translation was there's one of the girls in the dorm. And they keep talking like, oh, here she's got like Guilleri or whatever the fuck it is. And I'm like, what the fuck are they on about? And they're looking up and like, oh, it's the French word for game. Why would you not just say game? Why would you not translate the foreign language? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not saying that's what's happened in this case. Sometimes, say in this case, they might have actually written they French. They actually used the, the French. Yeah. They might have done that for sure. But it was like, I've never heard of this. Like, this isn't a common French. At least I'd never heard of the French word for game. I can't even remember. What it it's is also um, why, like, at some points, they do use French, but then they, underneath it, this is the translators. They do still translate it. It's like, yeah, they oh, do stick a little right. translation yeah. note like, right. hey, th- this is French for this or whatever. Yeah. Either, either way, I know the term game, so as soon as I looked it up, I was like, oh, that makes sense, because she's the girl who seems to raise about 50 wild animals in her room. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the Don R's are another, sorry, Don R's are another um, No, club. just one R. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're another, like, club in the school, in the same way that you'd get, like, I assume that it's structured the same way that you get, like, a the drama club and the, yes. the music yeah. club and yeah. what have you. Yeah. They, they get a budget. They have a club room or a club kitchen, I guess. So, yeah, a, a bunch of the latter part yeah. of what we read is essentially devoted to this infighting, I guess. The hit, it's our protagonist trying to save the club because he's basically at war with Erida now for some reason. Yeah. And uh, in that, you meet Mito, sorry, Mito Akume. Who uh, I've literally my only note for her is uh, America. Fuck yeah, <laughs> sure, because that's her. <laughs> she likes the meats. Yes, which is fair. I also like a nice solid bit of meat. Oh yeah, I did that joke. You you, you did indeed, Mike. It's just a whole lot, and feel free to argue with me on this. A whole lot sure. of volume two seems kind of pointless. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> because someone didn't die, someone didn't no, get expelled. It's just like, it doesn't feel like there's any real plot progression in it. Like this is what I said at the beginning. The of main the... progression in two is establishing how the whole food fight format, Mike. I mean, that's fair enough, I guess. But like in terms of <laughs> actual, one of the core things, like feels pretty important, Mike. It just feels. I mean, maybe this isn't the case, but it does feel like. 
there's not a whole lot of plot progression in the second volume. Because in the first volume, he goes from the restaurant to the school. That's essentially volume one. And then in volume yes. two, he just sort of exists. I mean, yes, he is he in fact this getting, he is in fact getting used to the school because it's essentially his start in the school. Yeah, it just feels yeah. like between the two volumes, there's just much less plot progression. For him as an individual, sure, but it's establishing setting, establishing it, support yeah. cast. Yeah, so. like you get to meet Megumi, who is very boring. She's there. She, 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 she is there. She is probably depressingly the lead love interest, unless Erin <laughs> ends up taking that role. But uh, yeah, she's just bland. She's just, literally there's a point later on where you see them out on like the farm with their dorm, and she's literally just wearing generic farm girl outfit, and it's like, okay, <laughs> great. Have you got anything interesting about you? Not really. No, <laughs> the, whole, the whole point is she Fucking is savage, mate. I'm she not wrong. Generic countryside. In a in a world of very extravagant personalities, because everyone is like either a weirdo or has like a personality in this, like a quirk. Sorry, not necessarily a personality of like a character depth, but like this is my gimmick. I'm I'm the half naked chef. I'm the <laughs> person obsessed with game. I'm the person who loves me. And then she's just there and I'm like, hi. Yeah, she is. I've the got one... stage fright. She's the introvert in a class full of extroverts, yes. Yes, yes. that's a very good way of putting it, yeah. And it's, yeah, she's, she's definitely there. But she's also a bit shit, I guess. Yeah, I'm just worried that like, the way it's going is like, oh, she's going to be one of the important characters. And I'm like, I'm already bored of her. Well, maybe the idea, and this is a guess, but maybe the idea is that they set up the main character to be so amazingly great at cooking that they're like, wait, there's no real progression with this character that we could possibly do that seems satisfying. Wait. So we have to set up a character that's kind of shit so we can watch them grow instead. I've got progression for this character. What's that? You come up with a catchphrase that isn't shit. <laughs> it wasn't much. Like, I don't know what it is in the Viz version, but it wasn't much. That's a terrible catchphrase. Ah, <laughs> oh, won this battle. I mean... It wasn't much. Like, get, get, no, no, <laughs> that's shit. Oh, like maybe, I mean, maybe God, it was you can tell me Naruto's is shit as well, Sean. What, Believe it is better than it wasn't much. Really not. <laughs> really is. Really not. But like this, one of the most popular wrestling factions of all time is essentially "Believe that, believe in the Shield" was their catchphrase, and that's very memorable. So I mean, yes, "Believe it" is far better than it wasn't much. <laughs> yeah, I. I... Honestly, didn't remember him saying this ever. So <laughs> it was only because he said, like, the third or fourth time. I was like, I feel like I've read this a lot. Oh, this is his catchphrase. Yeah, this is kind um, of my point. Like, you're, you're saying this is his catchphrase. I'm like, was it? Yeah. So yes. clearly, it wasn't shit. memorable. <laughs> so you're probably right. Oh, dear. It is. There's not a lot more to talk about here. And that's because, like I said before, there's no plot progression. But the plot progression you do I... get is. I don't mean just mean in volume two, I mean over the course of the whole thing. Like there's very little actual plot. There's just a lot of beats with just these with cooking happening between them. And to the point where it really does seem like they're trying to get the cooking itself to be a plot point. But it's not. It's just there's very, very little story here. When by the end of it, you get to a you get to a point where this kid is very well established in this school at this point. Like everyone knows who he is and he's made his friends and enemies, I guess. But 
you never feel like there's any real stakes involved here. Like it does kind of it, it kind of devolves into the loudest slice of life manga you'll ever read. I mean, I would argue the issue there is that, and again, we've touched this already, so I won't hammer this point to the ground, but the fu- I think it's because it makes everything have the highest stakes, nothing has stakes. Exactly, yeah. It's just very, very difficult to feel any kind of attachment to any one of these characters. Because I find it difficult to become attached to characters when they're just shouting to begin with. Because, you know, unless shouting is your personality, that by definition means you don't have a personality. And I... Oh, pick ne- out a- never watch Super Sentai, Mike. You'd- <laughs> the amount of Red Rangers who are like, my personality is I shout really fucking loud, burning passion. I could only tell you the personality of two characters, and it's not the main character. Like, the two characters I could tell are the, the female leads I talked about before, which is ne- Negumi, Megumi, gonna fail class girl, whatever, and the examiner girl, Irina er- or something. Irina. And those are the only two I could actually call a personality on, because she is high class, stuffy, and petty, whereas other girl is quiet, withdrawn, and lacks confidence. Those are the things I could pick out about those characters. Everyone else, though, just shouts. And that makes it basically impossible for me to connect with any of them as characters and actually give a shit as to where their story goes. I would much rather have a story about the two characters I can see personality on than anything else we see in there it's just not my, fun my biggest concern there is that as the other thing is like so i i understand and agree with some of what you said there. i think my only other concern is so we do occasionally get snippets into characters past so for example with mito or mito i'm sure it's mito because that would make sense for the joke she loves meat but um like when she's in the in her mid-orgasm having tasted yuki hero's cooking we get like, oh man, here's a flashback of her past, which I guess is meant to try and build character, but it's such a non sequitur and it doesn't really have any bearing on where she is now. I assumed that was the Ratatouille thing of, um, if you've ever seen that movie, at the end of it, the, the stuffy food critic man, who if he doesn't like it, he doesn't swallow. And which is objectively a hilarious thing to say, and it's said with all seriousness. But then at the end, he eats the gourmet ratatouille and the titular ratatouille, and it um, takes him back to his past. Okay. (laughs) No, the rat is called Remy. Rat is called (laughs) Remy. He makes ratatouille. Sorry, I've not watched this film. It's like, like, oh man, my favorite character in the Halo series is Halo himself. No! You you had one chance to recommend me a film with rats, and you recommended me mediocrity flushed away. So your chance <laughs> that is, is gone. true. I did do that. <laughs> I didn't recommend it, but I did tell you about it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, what was I saying? So I'm guessing it was a that was the idea. Like tasting something this powerful brings you back to like the roots of your love of food, kind of thing. No, nah, I get that. I just worry that this is how they're going to try and do character depth through that, and it doesn't really add much to it because the whole. The moral of that is, man, if only I'd followed through on what I want as I'm cooking the best meat exactly how I want. <laughs> sure. Well, I think the point there was she's cooking the best meat because that's effectively what she was forced into doing. She wasn't allowed to do what she wanted. It was, no, you're, you're not allowed to play with dolls. You've got to become the heir of this giant meat conglomerate. 
maybe, but she seems very happy to be cooking meat. Like she doesn't seem to have um, any holdups about cooking Stockholm meat. Stockholm syndrome's a thing, is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. Uh, complete side note: uh, the term meat conglomerate sounds disgusting. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> oh man, how'd you like your meat conglomerated? Oh. <laughs> Here's a what are we having for dinner tonight? A conglomerate of meat. Oh. <laughs> uh, to be fair, that's her cooking style. Is like here's a just a meat pile of flat a flour well, that, of meat. That, that essentially is it. I'm okay because with it. we're we're told like yes, her her family runs like this giant. I don't know what you would call it conglomeration. <laughs> yeah, farm slash food processing for me. Like yeah. I, I yeah. wouldn't call it a buttery such, but sure, essentially sure. she has access to some, some of, if not the highest quality meat in Japan in the world. You know, top notch stuff. So literally everything she cooks is made with dax. Don't think we necessarily mentioned it. For these challenges, the contenders have to provide their own ingredients. They do, yeah. I mean, if you were going to talk about rigging, Mike, that's how you rig it. That, that's, I don't know if that's exactly rigging it. No, no but it's clearly, the way it's you would do it. favoritism. That is the way, way you would do it. Also, that actually did piss me off a little bit when she was saying what the ingredient was going to be for their challenge, and she says, meat. So what, 50% of all ingredients in the world? That's what we're basing <laughs> this on. Not going to be more specific than that, no? So what's the other no, option? That's Vegetables? Fine, <laughs> well, no, because the whole point was they had a key ingredient, which had to be meat, and then they had a theme, which had to be dumb. Like, like, that's, that's fine. I've got no issue with that. Like, you know, that's that's not... restricted it down. Loads. No, I'm, I'm, I'm dying on this hill. Because <laughs> when you say, when you say right. meat, what is that? Beef? Chicken? Duck? Yes, yes. Any... yes. That is so wide a category. That's not that's not a restriction. That's a. It is. It's restriction. not. Restriction. Because you can cook anything else. Look, just because every meat. meal you eat has meat in it, Mike, doesn't mean that every meal ever has meat. That is not a restriction. That is a get out of jail free card. No, it's played to a specialty, sure, but you know, it's still a restriction. It's still a lot, like, that's not fish, for example. It's, it's also not exactly a restriction. That's not the point of it. It is a core ingredient but that's not an like ingredient it can, it can a, be used that's a genre of ingredients <laughs> sure but the point is you could have they could have said vegetables don't need to necessarily say oh it has to it be would have been worse that would have been worse if they said vegetables because <laughs> of the sheer variety involved in vegetables but that's the point like they can do that because the point isn't necessarily saying you have to use this one very specific ingredient they could do that if they wanted to they could have said, actually, you know what, we have to use beef. Or more specifically, we have to use uh, beef sirloin. <laughs> Instead, they say, no, we'll have meat. So you've got a little bit of flexibility in there. As long as the main component of your dish is meat. I mean, why not at that point? You want. At that point, why not just say for my ingredient, I want to use food? Because that's still... not narrowing it down. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's about roughly as narrow after a certain point. Fucking it doesn't. It doesn't need to be that narrow. Is the point, Mike? Now, nah, I I can see your criticisms with my points. Um, this before, but I'm I'm dying on this hill. No fucking. <laughs> you were dying on the last hill as well. Yeah, but apparently I'm gonna lie, Mike. You've died on a lot of hills today. <laughs> <laughs>
Say oh, like, actually, that does remind me of something else with Carrie. Right, right. <laughs> Jesus, I'll okay, get this point, and I'll get to that point. Oh my god, <laughs> this is not narrow enough, and frankly. I would call the judges on this one because... The judges have agreed to this. They shouldn't have. They were wrong. Why not? <laughs> they can agree to whatever they want. Because meat is fine as an ingredient restriction. It's not a restriction. It has to have meat in it yes, as a it central component. They don't care if you use beef and another person uses chicken. That's Exactly. Fine. That's weird. It's fine. It's not They're fine. They're not asking people to make exactly the same fucking dish. <laughs> it's not fine. It's dumb. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but no, you're dumb. That's <laughs> what this has become. No, you. <laughs> the point is, you then have like the chapter where they're brainstorming, like, oh, now we've got to come up with a meat based don. Like, what do we do? Do we use beef? No, she's going to use beef. We could use chicken and egg, or we could use this <laughs> or that. And it's like, yeah, fine. You can have meat as the core ingredient. Not fine. Not fine. No, it wasn't fine when she said egg. I mean, goose egg, duck egg, chicken egg. You gotta be more specific. Like, you can't just say egg. Yeah, what you does do egg have mean? to be more specific. <laughs> no, you fucking don't! <laughs> <laughs> if someone came with an ostrich egg, I'd be like, damn, well played. I wouldn't be like, no, it's not the egg I meant. I meant Tesco's own, large, free range. Sell by date of tomorrow. <laughs> Shut out hey, by guys. this specific chicken. Guys, you, you, you're going a bit specific. Stay on. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, right. Okay. I'm right. You're wrong. My next point is. Got no, I'm making my point now. You can you can sit down for a few minutes, buddy. Chill out. The only the last point I had that I wanted to make was. So it's established several times over that this school is fucking massive. Like, yeah. it's literal yes. miles between various buildings. Sure. Yes. True. But we never yeah. really... I've never really understand why. Because to bring it a point a of problem. comparison, uh, yeah. another manga slash anime I watch is Silver Spoon. Yeah. Which is not quite the same genre, but basically it takes it's, place it's on culinary. a... Yeah. But yeah. it takes place on a giant farm that's also a school. And it makes yeah. sense there because it's so massive because it's an active farm that does literally yeah. everything. Here, half of it just seems to be forest. There's a lot of like unused, empty space between the buildings here. I mean, yeah. you're assuming it's unused. Yeah, I, I assume. I mean, if there's a farm to this place, we've not said it. I do yeah. assume that's well, what no, the grounds well, are for. This is the thing. Like, we do actually see a. We see like a windmill and a giant yeah. dome, which is presumably the food off stadium, yes. but. I don't really see why it needs to be this huge. So, like, it, essentially, yeah, it's farming and stuff like that. Because, as I said, the idea is you've got these research societies. They don't have to specifically be about, say, a particular dish or type of cooking. It can be, it can be like raising animals, something like that, or fishing or whatever. So people need the land for that and things like that. And then I believe the idea is there's so much land for the school itself to make ingredients. I, I don't know. I guess all I'm asking for is when he's walking from one place to another, maybe have a field just, with just some like sheep. A, yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, oh, look, there's, there's where the school raises some animals for the class. Yeah. The buttery class. Of, uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah, but extend, instead, instead they, they like... They they make a joke about how very very far away his dormitory is, but that's the best one, or something. It's the only one. It's the only one. Oh, okay. 
that that was the point. No, no one uses the dorm because everyone's mega rich and gets chauffeured in. I mean, apparently he also needs to be chauffeured and it's that far away. Well, but that's the point. The only option he has is to live at the dorm, which is all the way fucking over there for the peasant. Which is a weird dichotomy of you get there and they're like, oh no, it's very ooh, ominous and everything. But then you go in and it's just a, a normal just a dorm. dorm. It's just, yeah. And it actually has like pretty good facilities for like practicing and shit. Yeah, so I don't really get why the front of it looks abandoned. It's just just a bit run down. (laughs) But then they do like a throwaway line of like, some of the best students lived here. It's like, oh, okay. Yes, it's a scene better days. Oh, I'm sorry, does that that make you mad as well, Mike? It doesn't make me mad. It's just like, it's it's a weird, I don't really have juxtaposition, I guess, between the idea this is crappy and run down, but no, it produces some of the best I think the idea was like had. in the past it produced like a lot it, of the best. It's, it's past its glory days at this point. Yes. Yeah, maybe yeah. It's just another thing that they decide to dial up to eleven. Like Stars this is so bad, but it's great. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Go on then, right. You've had a moment to chill. What's your final point, Mike? This isn't like a up? negative point, it was just the thing that steady I on. somewhat <laughs> misunderstood and it kind of became funny. Right near the beginning of the thing when the blackmailers come in and they try to shut the place down for reasons i'm sure <laughs> they were saying like how make me a meat dish and they're like haha but we threw away all his meat we threw it all on the ground or whatever he can't possibly do anything the next thing you they cut to is him chopping something very quickly near his arm i'm like oh god what kind of meat dish are you making <laughs> i thought this was about to take a very very dark turn <laughs> it didn't though which is no. I don't know. Sad. This, this isn't a show. This isn't about cannibalism. Don't you mean sad? You rejected the last thing we did on cannibalism. You were like, "Oh, Pooper's not good." Ugh. That's because Pooper was objectively terrible. I see. There he is throwing that objectively word around him. He was. Although he's the rightest. This isn't the first time I would have seen cannibalism in a shonen. Happens at the beginning of of One Piece. Oh wait, right. does it? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it does. I've I've read the first two volumes of One Piece. I don't. Yeah, there's a part what? where it's describing, I think it's Sanji or Zoro's backstory, and they get trapped on a, him and a, an adult get trapped on a rock. And I he's like, I will feed you. That. And then there's no food. But mysteriously, the kid always has food. And then it cuts to a while later, this emaciated guy who kept cutting off pieces of his own leg to give to the kid. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> I guess he survived. Yeah. I mean, no one dies in Shonen. <laughs> yeah, especially not the guy who cut off his own leg in slices on a rock in the middle of the ocean. No, he definitely didn't die. Exactly. Unless the parents or a parental figure. No, they don't die. They just go on business. No, no. Shonen, they'll, they'll probably die. Dep- uh, on- depends on the Shonen. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. They'll go away on business and leave a brother and sister who technically aren't related by blood in the same house I together. I feel you're mixing a whole lot of genres here, Mike. Sure am. And then they'll show their fighting spirit. And fuck. Well, that, that's spirit. a very different kind of shonen. <laughs> Man, where's where's my sex battle shonen? Like, where, why is that not in Jump? Oh, that, okay, maybe not in Jump, but it definitely exists. <laughs> probably, there's probably a porn about it, yes, somewhere. <laughs> I can think of one right now, but I am Oh, not no. going to recommend it, so I'm well, not going to say it. Okay. 
Okay, right. On that, on that cheerful note, anything else anyone wants to go into? I don't know if there's anything you want to say positive about the series, Phil, before we move to Mark. <laughs> I, I don't even fucking know at this point. <laughs> it's hot. I've been arguing with Mike over dumb shit that I shouldn't need to. <laughs> I, I'd like to thank Mike for raising Phil's energy levels on what could have easily been him dying for the entire <laughs> show. But no, you brought the true rage out of him. So. <laughs> I will say, in this thing's favour... Right. It's kind of funny. Uh, okay. It, it, I guess. This is in the same way Mike laughs at the ridiculousness. I think that's why he's... Yeah, pretty I'd much. Sh- like, sh- it's I one wouldn't of those... say it's not funny, but I wouldn't say it's a it's comedy, not a comedy. As such. No, it's definitely not a comedy manga, but when it tries to do humour, it does tend to land. And that's because it does the whole leaning into the ridiculousness thing. And you, you guys know I do enjoy a bit of leaning in. And well, yeah, it's like when it tries to do comedy, I feel like it generally lands. Not always, but generally it does. Like I'm not angry at this thing. It didn't. I never felt insulted by it, in and its humor. There's no questionable scenes along the way, which sadly feels noteworthy to mention. Questionable in the uh, the sexual sense, despite all the orgasms flying in every direction. So yeah, like it's funny and it doesn't feel dirty there you go that's the praise i'm going to give it for the episode that's that's fair uh i, I would agree there despite everything i've said about fans of the past and despite all the preconceptions i had going into this this actually doesn't feel dirty to use mike's words it doesn't mm. feel like it's a smutty series yeah it doesn't make you feel bad for reading it so yeah i i do understand how this got like was it 30 something volumes 300 chapters 36 volumes, 20 million sales. Yeah, like, I I get it. I've no fucking clue how it has that kind of longevity when 90% of it is literally just recipes. So, but... uh, Well, because it isn't that in the long run. That that makes sense, yes. I assume at some point they have a story. Uh, Sure. But, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The one thing I will say is my understanding is the last arc did not go down well (laughs) they did not stick the landing well it was basically everything was all pretty nicely wrapped up and then they were like cool we're doing another arc and it's like all right you could depending on what you're going with it could maybe work Uh, and then it 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 was fucking dumb the classic we need another season even though you definitely weren't getting one a year ago kind of thing well no because the thing was like it was at a pretty high point at that point i think it kind of dragged out the ending a little bit sorry air quote ending because it's not the actual ending sure this this is like the bleach ends after the beat eyes and kind of thing yeah absolutely yes i mean yeah when it ends yes you know when it ends not when you know the manga ends it's it's kind of like that sort of idea like there's there is a pretty pretty clear cut ending, I guess. Like there's a, there's a couple of bits they could still do afterwards, but nothing you couldn't solve with like one or two epilogue chat. But they're like, no, we're doing a whole extra arc, and we're introducing this and that and the other, and it it got a bit too dumb, and it just went downhill. And 
Fucking hell. I would hate to see... decisions made. This is Phil saying it's too dumb. Yeah, I would hate to see what this is... This manga classifies as too dumb. I, I don't feel bad for saying this, because I don't think this is necessarily a spoiler. Sure. So they introduce a new antagonist, who's super mysterious man, who has some relevance to various people for various reasons. And he is so goddamn good because, you know, of course he is. He's big bad for the arc. Everyone is and the best in their field, yes. He runs around challenging people to things and basically makes them wager their knives because, you know, a chef's livelihood is their knife. Sure, whatever. Sure, those things are expensive. Then it is at this point we learn that apparently everyone's, let's say, god tier cooking because why not, is sure. basically like your traditional shonen power that is channeled through their knives or something like that. Effectively, <laughs> they lose their knives, they oh, can't no. cook anymore. Oh, it's no. Like, <laughs> it's like, but why? <laughs> so it literally... Like, I lost my knife, point, I can't taste anymore. But the problem is, he takes their knives and then he can cook in their style. Uh, it's like... <laughs> so they reduced, like... Seasons upon seasons, years upon years of cooking skill and knowledge down to fighting spirits. Well, because this is the thing, like, we, we've talked it's a bit ridiculous, and like, you've got Erina who has her super amazing, they call it the god tongue, I think, in the manga, like her refined palate. That's what yeah. I can say. You need, you need a, a little bit, this exact amount more salt, and you need to cook it for this, whatever. But otherwise, it's a largely grounded series, I would say. Yeah, absurd, say, definitely. I would say, yeah, in spite but, of the absurdity of the whole thing, like, not this could happen in real life. Yeah, like it's it's absurd, but it's pretty grounded. There's nothing outlandish apart from Erin's god tongue, in my opinion. Her her ability to say no, you needed to cook that for like two seconds longer, exactly. And like even that, you could argue, isn't yeah, really like, a thing. She's just like saying it is. It's 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 just a refined palate taken to the absolute extreme of it. Yeah, like there's, there's a couple of there's that and one other thing I can think of off the top of my head, where it's a bit like, yeah, that's a bit weird, but whatever. We're dealing with the absurdism of it, otherwise grounded. But then they introduce this whole thing with the knives. And it's like, what? No, what? What? But what if you and, like yeah. buy a new knife? Like, don't get rid of your old ones, but like buy a new knife. No, no, because their chef spirit isn't in that knife. But like, what if they break one of their knives or like? I need to replace a knife. Stop asking questions, Mike. Stop asking questions, Mike. It was dumb. What uh, if they? As far as I'm aware, what no if they use one really liked that arc, and it then ended on the dumbest fucking note. I shall not mention that because that one would be spoilers. What? What? What if they need to use a spoon? <laughs> the the point wasn't what, necessarily. What, man, <laughs> imagine if that was only me. Oh man! But you see, my specialty is I cook with a spoon. <laughs> My fighting spirit is in my cereal bowl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it, it was just a bit kind of like this. This is why you've you've taken what is kind of like a bit of a silly, absurd, yeah, you, cooking you, fighting manga, and you've made you've you've gone too shonen. You've jumped the <laughs> <Yeah>. shark. <laughs> you've jumped the shonen shark. You've gone. You know what? We we want to be more like 
Dragon Ball, weirdly. Dragon Ball. And it's like, <laughs> Bleach. Oh, no, we don't, we don't need superpowers in this cooking manga, please. <laughs> it's fucking weird. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, you fuck this thing, I'm out. <laughs> well, well, in that case, then, Mike, buddy, old pal, would yes. you, bear in mind how ridiculous and everything you've already said about this, would you read more? Would you buy it? Would you watch the five-season adaptation? When you say adaptation, you mean... The anime. Anime. Anime, anime yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to watch it live action, yeah, as we said, just go watch Ready, Steady, Cook or like Iron <laughs> Chef. Watch Iron Chef, yeah. Great British Bake Off. I mean, that's the same thing, right? I do watch the Great British Bake Off, and it's basically the same. Yeah. Great British Menhu might be a bit of a more apt comparison. Nah, it's the Bake Off. You get a soggy bake bottom, and you're out. Sure. But okay, uh, I I would not read this because it was so fucking exhausting to read. <laughs> it's so stupid and it's absurd, and it that's fine. But honestly, the thing that kills it most for me is the amount you just don't need to read this because it's all just recipes and shouting with fan servers thrown in. There's basically no subtlety or nuance to it. And so it, because of all that, I, I don't want to read this more. It doesn't seem fun. And by that stretch, I obviously wouldn't want to buy it. But anime, it might work better with having some more like static movements to less static movements, sorry, more animated movements to go with that sort of animated feel that it has, it might be a better watch, I feel. I've got some bad news for you, Mike. What's that? What, what hap- I mean, what do you think happened when an anime studio read this and they went, ah, we know what to emphasize here. Did they emphasize the fan service? D- yes, funnily enough. Yeah. Well, because like, whenever you talk like that, it either means they turn it into a fan service anime or it's a slideshow. <laughs> no, Sometimes this was this both. was this was before Netflix got their hands on the anime industry. <laughs> so yeah, um, okay. So as far as fan service goes, honestly, this isn't that bad. I'm not super into it, but and if you are like really into fan service, there's probably better fan service out there for you. But as far as this takes it, where the fan service is kind of like a punchline, it's inoffensive. The whole thing's inoffensive. It's just a bit bland. Ironically, considering that's the one thing chefs should not have is bland products. It's uh, a lot of shouting. Maybe the anime's better, but yeah, that's the only one I'd really consider. Fair dues. Yeah, for me, it's definitely like I put this as like a C tier Shonen Jump series. So considering i went into it and if you listen to the last episode at the end i think at the end of that i was like oh no here we go mm-hmm. and making jokes about orgasms and things like that i'm probably not gonna eye roll at this series the same way i used to though now having actually read a few volumes like i like the art surprisingly the fan service while sometimes a bit ridiculous didn't really distract from it because as mike said it was more like a, a punchline rather than the defining traits like some of the other things we've covered but the writing between the combination of it being just either too fantastical or too relentlessly over the top and it stakes and that so caused the exact opposite where nothing has stakes or the literal essays on cooking which i was just glazing over so i wasn't even reading half of this in the end of it to all of the wacky characters like it's 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 a it's a lot and it's too much in some regard like it never takes that moment to breathe and calm down and pull you in. And that's ultimately why I would not 
buy more and probably wouldn't read more. Not to say I couldn't read more. If someone was like, you have to read 10 volumes for an assignment, I would be like, okay, I guess. But I'm not... Outside of what I currently do, which is that I'm trying to get volume 1s of everything that's um, been translated that was in Jump, outside of buying volume 1 of Food Wars for that purpose, I've not really got any interest in going back to this series. And having seen a few episodes of the anime over the years from when I did first episode impressions, I'm not overly keen about going into that as well. Especially since the one time where Food Wars did almost win me over, which I think was either season 3 or season 4, where they were then talking about they were having to do it like a food festival kind of thing. So I was like, oh shit, there's got to be mechanics on like getting a good stool placement and winning over customers. Oh, there's going to be a lot more going on in this arc. And then Phil was like, yeah, that doesn't... Bad news, Sean. Like, oh. it, it was like, yeah, congrats, you've watched the one episode on it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, so I've said the good episode of this season. Got it. Man, Phil just brings loads of bad news, doesn't he? To be fair, I'm glad that he got me out of watching the rest of it, but it was like, <laughs> it was depressing that I could see, a lot like in this series, you can often see the potential and then it just can never quite, well, never lives up to it because it holds itself back in so many ways. So, yeah, I, I'm no longer going to be making all the same Food Wars punchlines having now read it, but I'm also not going to read or watch or buy anything outside of Volume 1 for my collection. But uh, Phil, you have read all of this. I can't remember off the top of my head if you have watched all of it. I have not. Ah, well, in that I, case... I've watched most of it, I think. I don't think I've seen all of it. Well, in that case, will you will you be buying this series, considering it's all available? Would you watch the rest of it? And uh, would you recommend this series? I would not watch what I have not watched. Because I think I stop at what I would consider the ending. And I have no desire to watch the actual ending because I don't want to see that stupidness again. I know, it sounds kind of funny to me, but I uh, do, I guess. It's also like, there's like a whole evil faction and like they really ham up the villains, like really <laughs> ham them all. It's like, look at us, we're so evil. It's like, no, no, just <laughs> why? It's just so unnecessary. Like, there's, there's a, there was the nice level of absurdity we had before, and then there's this. Why? <laughs> um, I don't remember what your other questions were now. Would you, would you buy the rest? What well, would you buy? It? I don't know if you have already, and would you recommend it? Uh, it is one I have wanted to buy. I don't know if I would necessarily buy all of it, as I say, but definitely some of it, at the very least, because I do enjoy it. And would I recommend it? Yeah. Yeah. You like food? You like Shonen? Sure, go for it. I feel like you have to really like food to like this. Mm, maybe. I mean, th this basically comes down to like all the cooking and food stuff didn't bother me. It did you guys. That's fine. That's fair enough. I enjoy cooking. So, of course, it didn't bother me. I mean, I, I, I enjoy cooking. I don't need an essay on the angle of flames. <laughs> that what? Yeah, that was the one, one bit it did where I was a bit like, I'm not sure about that one. Everything else, fine. Makes sense. No problem. Something, meat being juicier because you put the meat in so the flames were 
coming at it perpendicular to the grain of the meat. I think it was something like that. Sounds right. You I, cook it nice. It, it, mm, also, because most modern ovens are convection, so the heat all around. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's uh, that's our thoughts on Food Wars. Not necessarily as negative as I expected going into it, but uh, still some definite rage, especially from Mike. And speaking of rage from Mike, <laughs> that, old, that old stream, buddy. Yeah, that old stream, buddy. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Berserkra, B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R. And I play all the sorts of video games. And you can also find me on Twitter, the same name. Facebook as well, if you're into that. It's just occurred to me, um, I'm making a rage sequitur, but at the time of recording, you're in like a very chill, <laughs> chill yeah. season of gaming. I've, I've done like, because it's really hot, so I've just been doing like chill, comfy streams recently, some lo-fi beats to relax to kind of deals. So, yeah. yeah. Not stalling until the card arrives so you can play Persona. Absolutely definitely not. not. No, no, definitely not. No. No. Would never. <laughs> you can follow me at Slazer King, S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G, for updates on whatever I'm doing, like watching Ted Lasso and reading The Long War, which is the second in the Long Earth series. So there you go. That's that's my fun life. You can find out about that on Twitter. Phil, buddy old pal. No. Okay, good. But um <laughs> Do you prefer do you prefer sweet or savory? Uh sweet. Ooh, there you go. Uh, sweet twiff on this one. Uh, if you if you disagree, I mean you're wrong, but uh, tweet him at Phenaxkian, P-H-E-N-A-X-K-I-A-N, and he will almost certainly ignore you. You can follow the podcast as a whole at Trash Manga Cast on Twitter to be notified the moment a new episode goes live, or of course subscribe to us on the various platforms. You know what I'm going to say. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn. So get on there, hit the like button, hit the follow button. Rate us five stars, subscribe, tell your friends, go up to them in the street and say, man, you look like you're burning in the sun. Why don't you uh, put this earphone in and listen to a nice podcast of Mike getting very hot under the collar as he rages about food wars. Like, yeah, oh. just some standard conversation you'd have with strangers. Exactly. Don't know why we're saying it like that, Mike. <laughs> very standoffish of you. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Nailed it. This is, this is going better than pun. So, oh dear. But that, uh, that brings this episode of the podcast to a close. But uh, as the summer season goes on, it's time for me and Mike to step into the spotlight, drop a series or two of our own in. And as such, Mike actually wanted to do something. So tell us, buddy old pal, what are we covering in the next episode of Trash Manga Friends? What are you bringing to the forte? Well, you don't have to worry because the world's fine. It's absolutely normal it's a little weird but it's fine until one day someone tells you to look up into the sky and then all of a sudden oh no the world's in mortal peril as there appears to be something poised to smash into the whole planet and but no 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 one really cares about that because we are going to read hoshi no samidere also known as lucifer and the biscuit hammer at right we're going we're going for a classic by by this podcast standards anyway we're going by for an oldie, so stay tuned for the currently airing anime as well. Um, manga of Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. We will see you next time. Enjoy the summer. Take care. Bye bye, everybody.